Hello and welcome to True Crime Diary, a light-hearted podcast on a serious subject. Every two weeks we look back through true crime stories to discuss an event that took place on this week in history. I'm your host Mark Decano and with me as always are my friends Jed Lester. Hello. And Rue Turner. Hello. So the date we're looking at this time is the 7th of November, a 1974, Sandra Rivet, nanny in a well-to-do house in Belgravia, London, was brutally bludgeoned to death in the kitchen of her employer's home. Her employer was one Lord Lucan, Mm -hmm. who immediately went on the run and has never been found. Or has he? (laughs) I think... um... Like in other murder stories, or just stories, the hideousness of what apparently, well, not apparently, did occur, uh, gets lost. Because I would say that he, well, we're going to go on to talk about it, but the, he just, you know, the Lord Lucan mystery or whatever we keeps going, is still, uh, you know, still Mm. going on now. Yeah. And it's just, uh, it's just an ongoing, whatever, where is he kind of story. And I would say most people now, not then, uh, would know who he is, but they'd have no clue that he was potentially or actually involved hideous murder. It's just a hey, Lord Lucan on the whatever, in Loch Ness or whatever. Um, <laughs> on the moon with Elvis. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Well, like you said, it's like mythologised. You know, mm. Lord Lucan is in the same sentence as things like um, the Loch Ness monsters. Yeah, yeah. The Bermuda Triangle. And Only Lord Lucan did exist at one point. <laughs> Neither of the other things exist. That's true. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Where am I? You'll never find me. Never, I tell you. How old was he in 74? I'm going to guess how old it. They always look older, don't they? Uh, I'd say mid to early 30s. <laughs> God, would you? He looked, he looked like 60, basically, didn't he? <laughs> dapper, <laughs> dapper cad looking kind of person. He was a proper dapper Dan. Was he, how old was he? 39. Oh. So call it 40 for ease of maths. <laughs> Um, or 39 so for ease of accuracy. <laughs> <laughs> so, four, 24 is 50. So, if he's alive, he's nine. Is he not even 90? He'd be 90, He'd be next, 90 year. next year. Yeah. Right, so he, he could easily, easily... Which means he's 89. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. The, um, you're right. The, so, he could easily... He's be, not even 89. No, well, he's 89 he's eight, next he's month. He's 89. Yeah. Right, okay. So, he could easily be alive. <laughs> Um, and that's basically why the story continues of yeah. where is he? Yeah, exactly. He's unlikely to be alive at 90 if he I was mean, born then. As every day passes, the odds are increasingly against yeah. him. You said that he was dapper. He is very dapper. He, he was, was at one yeah. time considered for the role of the upcoming James Bond. Wow, franchise. wow. Now he's uh, still English. He's uh, still aristocratic. But he's got uh, human warmth. He's a human James Bond. The broccolis um, might have regretted that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It would have been a very short. Well, hang on. Was he a? Was he an actor? He was not an actor, but what ah, he was—that's why he didn't get the role. Was a man who raced powerboats, drove an Aston yeah. Martin. Oh Christ! Right, okay. Killed people. Killed people. Gambled. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, was yeah. Violent towards women. Yeah. <laughs> As we I'm now know. Perfect don't. choice. <laughs> perfect choice for. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, it was very much because he lived the life that was portrayed in the novel. Apart from I mean, that's possibly a big, the... That's a weird way of casting, isn't it? It's an, yeah, the, it's not uh, ideal. No. 
for Moonraker. Uh, get me an astronaut. <laughs> <laughs> Roger Moore yeah. will have to do. Right, okay. So he lived the life. He lived the life, yes. Very expensive tastes. Mm-hmm. Lots of lots of gambling. Oh, yeah, I was going to say, plenty of time in casinos. Mm. Yep. Richard John Bingham. Yep. He was wouldn't have been Lord Lucan until his father passed away. So he wasn't Lord Lucan until 1964, 10 years before he yep. disappeared. But he would have been a lord. He would have been Lord Bingham. He wouldn't have had the... Earl of, Luke, of Lucan until then. Yep, right. That's how titles work. And his son uh, obviously wouldn't inherit the title of Lord Lucan until his death. His official. Until his official death. Which it isn't. Which it, which it was declared in 1999. Oh, okay. So there is a there is currently a Lord Lucan. There is currently the 8th Earl of Lucan, yes. Mm. I'd, I'd have, yeah, rebranded. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. If, if you, you may call me Steve. <laughs> exactly. <yeah. laughs> My name's Law. I mean, uh, Steve. <laughs> Actually, I think it's George. Well, I'd definitely call myself George. Otherwise, it could get confusing. So, so you're, you're, I'm Lord Lucan. Found him! <laughs> <laughs> really? He's there. Doesn't look anything like him. It's not me. You're mistaken. So, I mean, you're talking like the classic sort of prep school you know mm. what did he do did he do anything was it just Gambled. inherited wealth it was in inherited wealth yeah it's like so he just had um, money he was in the army for a while mm-hmm. um, and then he did banking so he was <laughs> earning good money as a as a banker yep but he was a big gambler right so he was living effectively on daddy's money it's been handed down from goof to goof to goof he married Veronica Duncan yep but they did not get on. They had a, a struggling marriage, although they had three kids. I and wonder, how does that happen? <laughs> I well, know. I think the kids came first and the struggle came out. Uh, Probably because they had three uh, kids. Yeah, <laughs> yeah possibly. Yeah. You know, he had a wife and kids, but he had this flamboyant lifestyle. So he would go out. But he had that anyway, didn't well, he? Exactly. But it's not going to be tied down to a family lifestyle, is it? He's going out in the middle of the day, gambling mm-hmm. till the early hours of the morning. And then you go and sleep, and then you get up and go gamble. Do it again. Yeah. Drank bourbon, smoked cigars, played poker with the boys till quarter nine this morning. Came directly to the office. Never felt better in my life. So the house that they had, the family home that they had moved into, he then moved out of. The family home being in Belgravia, as I said, in Lower, Lower Belgrave Street. Yeah. Which is a very posh part of, it is. of London. Which we've seen. Yes, which yeah, we've... Been there. Uh, we have, yeah. We've, uh, we went there, me and Mark went there in about... And lived to tell the tale. <laughs> yeah, yeah. In about, well, in the late 80s, when... I mean, I would say there was... All right, perhaps, perhaps it's died... The uh, tale has died down a bit now, but it went on and on and on. Um, actually, come to think of it, we probably only went there about... <laughs> 13 years after the murder. Actually, that's probably right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it was... It was still a huge story. Yeah, it was, but I mean, it was... a long time. For but it was, a, it was a... I would still say it was a story of a figure of fun and a, hey, you've seen... Where is he? Kind mm. of... Yeah. But we went there deliberately. I mean, we didn't... I, I don't think we were like, mm, there's a... We're near... Do you know what? We're near Lord Luke. We d- deliberately went to London to go and stand outside his house. Yeah. And uh, we t- I took some pictures of us walking past it. And I 
vividly remember us being really scared. <laughs> yes. Um, ah, what if he comes out and hits Yeah, or, we, or, I don't know, people who... I wonder who lives there now. Do you think it's sold off to someone else? I don't know. I have no, absolutely no idea. I, I presume it was. But anyway, mm. understandably, if it was, the they would be like, what are you doing? You know, shaking <laughs> their fist. God damn it, this is my house! Not that we were doing anything. We were doing literally nothing. We walked on the pavement past it. (laughs) Uh, And I I remember... As a million pedestrians have done (laughs) before you. And I remember you and me, or whoever, were on the other side of the street, meaning even further away. (laughs) And then one of us would walk past it. Um, to, and then we'd take, I'd take just some to pictures. get a completely innocuous photo. <laughs> yeah, of someone yeah, walking down a street. Yeah, and um, like almost any other street. You know, but I remember like, us being like, "Oh God, we've got to get out of it." <laughs> After like barely five minutes. Yeah. But anyway, yes, it was a. It's a very, very, very nice street and house, and now it will be worth, I don't know, oh. twenty-five million quid. Yes, basically. Easy. But I, I would say our point of our reason for going was because was not in any way because it was a hideous murder i would say yeah we didn't even think about that it was no, exactly. it was the it's fact the that it was he, he looks yeah. like a he looks like an oaf and where is he <laughs> basically and well he's he's in brazil he's on the moon he's in yeah whatever and um and so therefore it was funny maybe he's hiding under his bed you know maybe he's stashed away in some filing cabinet under f for fruitcake yeah which is terrible really if you think back at it now yeah. that we're about to describe the hideous uh what yeah. what occurred but you know but in, t- in myth- mythological t- i mean the the equivalent in my mind i always think of um the equivalent in the u.s would be like jimmy hoffa as a public figure who had just disappeared. Yes. And was suspected of criminal activity. Yeah, yeah. It's like, you know, it's like the joke in the US is kind of, oh, you know, he's buried next to Jimmy Hopper. Right, kind of, yeah. That okay. kind of sort of but it works story. because, the story works because he is an earl and a lord and loaded mm. and a cad and a bounder and yeah. a... A coward. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and it just go, perpetuates the, the tale the, when we spoke about um, the great train robbery, the one in the 60s, yes. or whenever it was, yeah. I rem- well, the, the public perception of that, even though obviously there weren't murders going on, but the public perception for years and years and years was, hey, all right, yeah. Ronnie? Hey. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a, he's a lad, isn't he? Yeah. It wasn't like, you royster doister. Yeah, he it, was it, the most rubbish of all the robbers. Yeah. But because he got away, he was on the run. Yeah. And he that garnered story kept going. column inches. Exactly. And, and everyone was like, hey, Ronnie. And, um, all right, fine. In this instance, you can't, you know, he didn't, Lord Lucan didn't perpetuate it. The press perpetuated it. Yeah. The reason why was because no one knew what was going on and he was an interesting yeah. character. Exactly, yeah. So he moved to another property and they basically started a custody battle for the children, which right. he then lost. My father used to say children are like carpets. They should be stepped on occasionally. And apparently this was a major deal for him. He's sort of getting really obsessive. He's getting a temper. Plus he was also, because he was an inveterate gambler, he was incredibly in debt as well. So also he was on meds because he had insomnia. Mm-hmm. So he would take right. drugs to sleep. Yeah. Then wake up like midday, go to the casino, gamble all night. 
All right, and take sleep. diet pills through and the night. Take, <laughs> yeah, and then to basically take sleepers. Wow. So it was an, it was an erratic day-to-day mm. routine. He's becoming very suspicious of his ex-wife. He hires a private detective to follow her and the children. Mm. So now he's basically a gambling addict and an obsessive stalker of his family. Mm. Bam! Smash! Bits of emotion flying everywhere. Anger, frustration, denial, fear. You see what I'm saying? Okay, so now it's painting a slightly different picture. Yeah, a control freak who's not in control. Exactly, yeah. There are a series of nannies who get hired and fired for a short period of time. They all (laughs) died. They haven't all died. Okay. Now, they had a nanny named Jenkins who had been sacked because, according to Lucan, it's because nobody could work for Veronica the wife. Because she was a difficult person to work for. Okay. One that had a long time. And then I had a series of replacement nannies. One of whom, apparently, wife Veronica, said that Lucan had hit her with his cane. Uh, uh, and another time pushed her down the stairs. So he had been violent towards previous nannies. According to his estranged wife. Uh, exactly, yeah. I mean, both of them, in, in, in accounts that they were giving to friends, it's always the other one did this yes. and the other one did that. They're stuck with each other. They've got to ride all the way to the end of the line. It's a one-way trip, and the last stop is the cemetery. Then they get a nanny called Sandra Rivett. Yep. She had a boyfriend named John Hankins, and they would meet on Thursday nights. Now, on a day in 1974, she changed the night and instead was in that Thursday. Whereas ordinarily she would have been out. She would have been out. Right. Interesting. Now, on that day... She had put the children to bed. Good night! And then she went to the basement kitchen to make a cup of tea for Lady Lucan. But when she entered the room, a killer beat her to death with a lead pipe. Or not quite to death, because she did live long enough to let out a scream and name her attacker as Lord Lucan. Which what? Oh, right. Yeah, sorry. (laughs) Lord Lucan! He'd beat her with a pipe and then try to stuff her into a, a mailbag. I mean, I would say he's very, very recognisable. Yes. Yeah. So, Especially to people who know him well. Yeah. yeah. So you're going to... The father of the children you look after yeah. and who you kind of work for. Yeah. But he's very recognisable, basically, yeah. isn't he? Regardless of that. Yeah. Lady Lucas, she comes down the stairs to see what's happening and then mm. the attacker attacked her. Right. She screamed. And well, hang on, that, that kind of then makes me think wasn't in. Well, the Nanny was supposed to be out, so if he was going to mm. attack anybody, he would have presumed that he would presume that ah, he was Ah, I see what you mean, yes. Okay, yeah, all right. So, As you were. If it was someone who was there to the purpose of murder, then they would theoretically know that the Nanny yes, wouldn't be there. Right, if it was yeah. just a random, mm-hmm. random, just Unfortunate. Everybody. Uh, yeah. Timing. Yeah. However, when she screamed out, the attacker told her to shut up. Shut up! And she recognised her husband's voice. Right. Okay. Yeah, well, yeah. so she claims, because yeah. obviously we yeah. only have her story, because Sandra Rivet was killed. Yes. And Lord Lucan disappeared. Mm. So the only account of what happened is, is the her, wife. Yeah. A woman who has considerable motive to point in this direction. Uh, yeah. Well, it's, yeah. Life would so. get a bit better for her if. He's not around. This estranged yeah. husband. A strange Who's husband is put down for nice. murder. Gambling away all yeah. of their money. Yes. Right, okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so they fought. She bit his fingers. Mm-hmm. Uh, he knocked her to the ground. She grabbed and squeezed his testicles, yes. um, which made him give up the fight. And then 
They had a little chat. (laughs) (laughs) As you do. Let's not bicker and argue about who killed who. Well, that seems a bit weird, but... Yeah. If you've just been beaten over the head with a lead pipe by someone, you don't then start, you know, working with them. Unless you're, you know, frightened of continued beatings. She asked him where Rivet was. Um, He admitted that he'd killed her, apparently. (laughs) Really? (laughs) Yeah. Okay, so everything's coming from her. They yeah. all this yeah, chat. Yeah. Then she said she claims that she said she would help him escape. Mm. I mean, seems unlikely. Well, yeah. I, I don't mean, know. This is all possible, just self-preservation kind of. Like, yeah, violent man holding a lead pipe, wanting a chat. You know. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Having just killed yeah. someone who he thought was her. <laughs> yeah. I killed a nanny in the in the kitchen with the lead pipe. Yeah. <laughs> like that. They went upstairs to one of the bedrooms and obviously they're covered in blood. She asked mm-hmm. him to put towels on the bed. Towel! I need a towel over here! And he went into the bathroom to get towels and then while he was in there she fled. Go and never darken my towels again! I was about to say this is too civil for my liking. But she ran off. She ran off. Where? Uh, out of the house? Out of the house. Well hang on, weren't they? Down kids? the very road that you ran. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Down to the plumber's arms. Where were the kids? Well, asleep. Uh, yeah. yeah. I, 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 I Sleeping find, through all the clubbing and screaming. I get, again, I find that <laughs> bizarre that she would just run away. Well, she went to raise the alarm. She went to the pub. All right. But before she raised the alarm, she had a nice <laughs> steak went, meal. She had a pie. <laughs> I had a pie. <laughs> and the local. Yeah, yeah. A gin and orange. And a quick game of bingo. <laughs> Where were you when this horrible crime was committed? I was home drinking tea. Yeah, it just yeah, seems yeah. a bit... It all anyway, seems a bit. Well, it all seems a bit, as you say. Hello, my name's Mark Decano and I host the Comedy in a Nutshell podcast in which I talk with those in and around the comedy circuit and most especially the comedians about what comedy means to them. Simon Amstor plus Lena Dunham plus Mr Blobby. I thought that would be a good combo. Every gig you get is somebody else not getting a gig. I've had sometimes I've had people like pull out a notepad and I've been like, oh no, no, thank you. You are a jester and you're here to bring light relief to people's lives. Somebody at the end was like, oh my God, she's dirty. <laughs> and I was like, oh. Thank you very much. My boyfriend says he feels like he has to tread very carefully because he was like, I know that everything has the potential to become material. I can now give to people and be definitely in that moment are having a good time. So if you want to know more about what comedy means to the people at its heart, then hear it straight from the horse's mouth. Comedy in a nutshell, wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Fringe, baby. <laughs> the police. Mm. Detective Chief Superintendent Ranson arrived on the scene. So there's no forced entry into the house. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, because he had a key. Loads of blood on the stairs, a blood-stained lead pipe on the floor, yep. and then blood in the garden, obviously where he had then fled. He vanished into skinny air, disappeared even. They searched his flat in Eaton Row, um, oh, yeah. where they found his car keys, his driver's license, his passport. Mm. And his car. Now, he had borrowed a car, which they found later on, a Ford Corsair. He'd borrowed that, and they found it 16 miles away. And in the boot was a lead pipe uh, wrapped Ah. in surgical tape and a full bottle of vodka. Ah, interesting. A full bottle. Full bottle. So it's either he didn't drink, or he drank the other bottle. Now this be the foulest crime of all, the waste of good spirits. (laughs) Now, the the guy who owned the car that he'd been using, a man named Michael Stoop, 
he got a letter from Lord Lucan. It said, I've had a traumatic night of unbelievable coincidence. <laughs> it's all about him, isn't it? Yes. Exactly. I've had this and this and that. He's basically saying, everyone's conspiring against me. No sort of shock that someone's murdered my nanny and beaten my wife. <laughs> yeah. He wrote, talking about the, the ghastly circumstances that had arisen. Because that's uh, how murders happen. They just arise. They just arise, They're yeah. ghastly. I mean, currently, there's no kind of suggestion that it was anyone other than him who did it. It's not like a, it was a burglar kind. No, at no point. At no point. No. But what he stated in this letter to his friend was that he, yes. he encountered exactly. the scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then fled. Because the circumstantial evidence doesn't mm. look good. The letters are saying something bad has happened to me. <laughs> right. I'm in a people. Yeah. I'm in a situation. I've got these problems. I'm. I need help. I need to hide. I need this. Not. Not yeah. about them. <laughs> yeah. Never mind the nightmare bloodbath house of death that I just ran out of. I'm in a pickle. Yeah. I am in a pickle. Wasn't there some notion that he may have mistaken Rivet for his wife? Like I say, she was supposed to be on night off. Yeah. So he'd burst in and would he have definitely known hit a woman in the and dark? He would, would have he absolutely have known that Rivet wasn't his wife. She's got long dark hair. His wife has short blonde hair. I'm talking about that so. idiot. I'm talking about the fact that would he have known it's her night off? Because he generally doesn't care about his. Well. Oh, what about other people that exist? True. I mean, yeah. Basically, yeah, yeah. <laughs> And also, he he does his gallivanting. Yeah. Oh, that reminds me, Thursdays. That's, uh, that's gallivanting. Sandra's like. night off. He might not have been. If you're planning a murder, you might. Yeah, I was going to say you might not be aware of it continuously, but at the point you decide you're going to go and yeah, bludgeon your wife to death. Yeah, yeah. You're going to take uh, yeah. note of when the house it. is empty. <laughs> I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. Okay. There was an initial suspicion suspicion that he might have uh, committed suicide. Mm-hmm. But I think we can tell pretty quickly from his self-obsession that it's probably unlikely that he was going to do that. Too much self-preservation. Hmm. Um, so a warrant for his arrest was issued for murder and attempted murder of Mrs. Lady Lucan. And they, in the, in the first of many, descriptions of his appearance yeah, were released. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Not only in the UK, but to Interpol. What do, you, what do we think? Happened. Did he do it? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Definitely, Hugely, definitely, definitely. Yeah. Absolutely. 100%. Definitely. Did and it. did he? Uh, was it very, very unfortunate timing for the nanny when she didn't go out to meet her boyfriend? Yeah. I would yeah, also so. say yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, That's the unfortunate coincidence. Yes. Well, have we come to? Out. Are we going to come to? Oh, we, I was going to say, uh, are we going to come to who else it could have been? But. We've got no other... There's no other suspect at all. No, yeah. because because they've gone, yeah. apart from the wife. But it did, nothing pointed at anything other than him. Nothing pointed at anything. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Outside of him, there are no other suspects. Yeah. And every, everything points at him, and no one else is even... Unless it was someone completely random who actually managed to have access to the flat and had the same height and build and voice of him. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's going to sound like a dumb question, but what would it be his motive for killing her? Other than, I mean, I know they're not getting on. Yeah, yeah. But well, her, her absence, what, I mean, she's, is, it, is she's it just his motive. ego? Probably. It's, yeah, ego. It's just about... She's got motive because he's not very nice. Yeah. But ultimately, 
I mean, aside from the fact that he's had had to or chosen to move out. Well, yeah, I mean, she's... if they're not getting on and she's giving him jip. jip about his gambling, if he mm. gets rid of her... I mean, he could have he just can... moved out. He's not hearing her he jip about the gambling his... anymore. Yeah, but he can sell the flat or, uh, or you know, move might've... back into the house. But get a new wife. It's who's not rich. like there's money to be had. There's only debt to be had. There you go. You which she's it. not increasing. He didn't do it. Oh, maybe he is innocent after all. <laughs> That's what I mean. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's a it's but a point. Isn't it? Why would he do it? Why would he have even thought about doing that? Why didn't he just stay in his flat and get a live a separate life if he yeah. hated her so much? But so, Don't hang on. Know. Where? What happened to her? The wife? Is she alive? Oh yeah, yeah. She's alive. Yeah. And she's with us now. Sandra? I mean, no, not Sandra. Uh, <laughs> the late Sandra is with us today. Right, okay. So I, so I wouldn't be surprised if she never moved out of that house. Mind you. Why well, if it's part of the Lucan Why on earth estate? would not move out of Well, just don't murder, go down to the murder murder kitchen. Maybe you can't sell it if it's part of the estate. Well, the estate can. I thought he was saying... You can't sell it because there's been a murder. <laughs> How many guest bedrooms now? It's got three. Uh, what's that room? Don't go down uh, there. That's the murder room. No, it's the mur- I mean the 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 nannies. I mean the playroom. <laughs> what kind of play exactly? <laughs> so the last person who saw Lord Lucan, yes, was Susan Maxwell Scott, and she said that she saw him looking dishevelled, mm-hmm. with ruffled hair. Now this would have been obviously Me. after the crime. Oh, oh, so after? After. She wouldn't have known what had happened at that point. He had reported to her at that time that he had been walking past the house. Yeah. <laughs> when he like saw, we did. Like we did. Yeah. He saw Veronica being attacked by a man. Oh, yeah. He saw her while he was in the street yeah. outside. Well, he might have done. He could... Yeah. Some of them have got windows from the pavement. And his response to seeing that was to rush in, grab the pipe, put it in the boot and drive off. <laughs> well, he said he's... He went in. He let himself in because obviously he had keys to the house. Yeah. And he slipped in a pool of blood at the bottom of the stairs. Yeah, sure. And that the attacker had run off, mm. and that Veronica, Lady Lucan, was hysterical and accused him, Lord Lucan, of having hired a hitman to kill her. I mean, right. the the notion of an, an assailant or other attacker running off, yeah. they sh- presumably should quite easily be able to find the evidence that. There was someone else. Like, well, especially if there's blood everywhere. Yeah. There were yeah. footprints. Exactly, right. yeah. Right. Yes, okay. So there was a, an inquiry, coroner's inquiry. Mm-hmm. And at the hearing, there was, it was the foreman of the inquiring jury uh, declared that there had been murder and that the murder was done by Lord Lucan. Wow. Okay. okay. Most that foul. Is, that is the belief, yes. So now they're looking for, obviously they're looking for him. But yeah. now he's basically been accused of murder, and that's the first time in like 200 years that that had ever happened for a peer to be accused of murder. Ooh, right. Basically, then he fled, and like you've been saying, it's just captured the popular imagination. Yeah. Mm. There he is, there he is, there he is. It's a conjury trick, that's what it is. I saw a fella make a peanut disappear once. So the last time he was definitely seen was literally like days later in 1974. Are you sure you searched everywhere? Since then, all the claims of him being seen are not only unsubstantiated, but wildly <laughs> ridiculous in sure, some yeah, cases. Yeah. Let's talk about sightings. Yes. <laughs> Very good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He sticks out like a sore thumb. We'll find him. Right. Yeah, he's yes. been spotted all over the place. Yeah. Um, Paris cafes, Irish pubs, New York taxi, <laughs> moon, yeah. driving a New York taxi. Yep. 
as, as happens when people always go on the run, everyone yeah. in the world suddenly sees, sees them, them somewhere. <laughs> yeah, go on then, give us a I, I give us heard a, list. a scientist the that there was an analysis of lookalikes. Oh, right. And I think it was some, some, it's somewhere around, like each of us has somewhere around a dozen people sure, in yeah. the world. Who look exactly like Yeah, like, mis- like unmistakably the same person wow, side wow, by wow. side. Wow. Yeah. Really? Around the world. Yeah. And one of them was Luca. <laughs> Could have been. There's eleven. All of I'm surprised there weren't more people who looked exactly like him. Sure, yeah. Got like slicked hair and a mustache. Yeah. The um, yeah, the tabloid stories went on for years and years and years, basically. Yeah. Like front page. Yeah. Oh yeah. I would say it it got into um, you know there were endless even though it's a horrendous thing the um, he became a figure a joke figure. But the point is that he's never been found. Fine, yeah. He's missing, and then and then he's used sort of as a yes. throwaway joke uh, comment. It becomes a colloquial. You never find him. It's, you know. Yeah. And I, and generation before us, been interesting to see what they think, because ours was definitely jokey. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. But it, I still say it's because of his name. The fact that he looked like he looked ridiculous. He looked. The photo was taken a yeah. hundred years before, yeah. with his perfect moustache and his brilliant hair, <laughs> and he lives in Mayfair. And it, it just, unfortunately, despite the um, hideous uh, circumstance, it, everyone's like, "Ooh, <laughs> <laughs> And it catches the imagination in the same way DB Cooper does, because we just don't know what yeah, happened. It just. The story just ends, yeah. and we're all left wondering. And also, like it's a good, it's a as a point of reference. He's hugely famous, so everybody knows who he is. Mm. You, right. Like use a throwaway. Be like one of the Kardashians disappearing. Oh, well, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if well, I, we... if there was a great uh, piece in Sopranto. the newspaper, and it's basically saying what Lord Luke could, could look like oh, yeah. having disguised himself, <laughs> and it's the same picture of him like ten <laughs> times. Just one, he had glasses drawn on. Oh, right. Oh, drawn on. So there was no AI involved. No, no, no. It was literally like with a... Grey hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Literally just drawn on this exact same photograph. Try to imagine him in disguise with a hat, wigs, moustache, that sort of thing. So give us a list of where he's been um, summited. He's, he's been seen... Uh, Apart from the moon. <laughs> Shortly after the murder, there was a sighting, and it turned out to be John Stonehouse. Well, was I was going to mention politician. him. Oh, yeah. that what you Yeah, because he committed um, suicide, which is the act of pretending that you've killed yourself. Yeah. yeah. Just left a pile of clothes on the beach. After getting himself into, like, massive debt, 800 grand debt, flew to Oz, 1973... Some it's contemporaneous as well. That's true. Yeah. The one that I liked the most was um, when he was believed to be living the life of a hippie under the name of Jungle Barry in India. <laughs> <laughs> and after uh, the uh, photo was circulated with the police and that, it turned out that Jungle Barry was actually Barry Halpin from out of um, Mucky Duck Bush Band. <laughs> and his mate, Mike Harding, uh, brackets, yes, that one. God, Mike Harding, yeah, said, no, no, that's Barry. You know, it's from, he just looks like a kind of um, cat weasel type character. Yeah. I mean, how do you get that mixed up? <laughs> there was a man in 2020 hmm? in Australia, Brisbane, was alleged to be him, um, using state of the art facial recognition technology. He said, that's definitely him. Oh, yeah. It so but isn't him. <laughs> <laughs> look, look at photographs of this guy. It's like, that's not him. Yeah. 
So well, basically, there's there's isn't. no proof other than this supposed state of the art. Okay. Yeah, but he's uh, lives quietly in a suburban Buddhist commune in Brisbane. That's what you do, though, wouldn't it? Yeah. Well, well, you'd have to do. Yeah. Well, the best one, of course, is in the oh, yeah. national newspaper, The Sunday Sport. Hmm. Murder riddle peer seen at races. <laughs> Mur- what do you say? Murder, murder riddled, riddled peer. Mur- not murder riddle. No, murder riddle. He's riddled Oh, murder murder riddle. Murder, murder riddle peer. <laughs> See, it's Lord Luke and found. Yeah, exactly. I know, exactly. And then Lord Murder Riddle Peer found a yeah. racist. But then if you open it and read the story, there's a picture of the Grand National winner. So there's the, there's the horse and the yeah. rider and everyone mm-hmm. looking at the horse and then right in the middle of the <laughs> looking directly at camera. Is the exact... <laughs> it's the exact same photograph of Lord yeah. that's always used. Yeah. So it's not... Cut you know, and paste. It's an early... Yeah. In the original way, in where original you cut sense. it and paste it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this newspaper is it's like the US's Weekly World News. It has, doesn't yeah. have a Reputation of being National Enquirer. Yeah. National Enquirer, yeah, yeah. So it had my favourite headline in the Sunday Sport was um, Loch Ness Monster is a Nazi U-boat. Or the second favourite is um, London Bus Found on Moon. So those kinds of stories yeah. you just could imagine. The this usual. is tame by any standard. By any standard. <laughs> it was formally declared dead in no, 1999. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, and a death certificate was issued in 2016 when he would have been aged 81 which means that his son so 17 years to get a certificate yeah it's a long time isn't it so he would have only have been 64 when he was officially dead declared dead yes which is I mean it's a bit jumping the gun but anyway yeah yeah obviously hadn't been seen well I mean friends and even his wife said that as a gentleman, he would have committed suicide. Mm. Well, they know that. The honourable yeah. way. Out. As a gentleman, he you wouldn't, wouldn't bludgeon, bludgeon someone to death with a lead pipe. <laughs> or, well, exactly. or bet away all your m- money, but yeah. yeah. As a gentleman. No gentleman. He. Yeah, quite. Um, now, the only thing I have in popular culture is a two-part British television drama, which was made in... No, uh, 2013, called Lucan. Mm. And who would you suppose is in that? Well, I could tell you, as lucky Lord Lucan himself, Rory Kinnear. Um, and also in it is Christopher Eccleston. Is he really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want the musical. Why not? Lucan, exclamation mark. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder what would happen if he, if he did turn up now, being legally dead. <laughs> is he now absolved of any crime? Because you can't try a dead person. I don't know how that works. Can you come back to life? Is he technically a zombie? <laughs> it's like some sort of Kafka-esque bureaucracy yeah. thing. So, no, sorry, you're not talking to me, you don't exist, you're dead. Exactly. Yeah. You're not real. Anyway, if you find him... Uh, Let us know. Yes. That's all for this time. If you want to know more about what we've talked about on this episode, then just Google it or something. You can listen to all of our previous episodes on our website. That's www.truecrimediary.co.uk. Please remember to leave a review on your podcast provider if you can, or you can email us. That's stuff at truecrimediary.co.uk. My thanks to Jed and Rue and to all of you for listening. And we'll see you again on the next date in our True Crime Diary. <laughs>